Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to episode 111 of Geekscape. This is the weekly movies, video games, and comic book podcast where we talk about the latest news and reviews. And I'm always joined by a great guest. Uh, I think we've done good with the guest recently. We've done pretty well. And uh, I'm Jonathan London, who Damn. you know have the qualifications as a geek. Uh, but this is one of your favorites, Ian Kerner. He started it with me uh, way back on episode one, and here we are in episode 111. So getting up there. We are getting up there. So we had you for one, episode one. We should have had you for episode 11, and now we have you for 111. So every time there's like a nothing but ones, ne- next episode you'll be on is 1,111. Yeah, am I invited back till then? No, I think, I, th- I, think we'll, I think we'll have you back. Dude, we'll have you back for like something like Wolverine. Are you looking yeah. forward to it? That new trailer came out? I am. I am. I mean, the whole Sabretooth is his brother thing, you know, they hinted at it in Wolverine Origins, and now right. it's like they didn't do it, they are doing it. You know, it's a movie. It's different. It, it looks fun. I mean, it looks a whole lot better than X Three did. It it looks. I mean, they're taking their their visual cues from the X Men movies that Brian yeah. Singer did, and yeah. X Three did that. Um, it's just just going to come down to the story. I mean, right. the, the I mean, it looks X like they something. deviated a lot, but it looks like some good action. I'm I'm curious. You know, I mean, I'm going to be there. You know, as soon as possible. And there are so many reinterpretations of the Weapon sure. X thing, sure. especially when you go back and you and, and you start. Up until recently, when, after House of M, when Logan got all of his memories concretely put back into his head. Right. Before that, it was all like, everything was like a, a rough was. dream sketch. Well, there's a bit of that, you know, when uh, they started the Adventist X-Men book, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's what they're pulling a lot of that Team X stuff. Maverick. Mm-hmm. Maverick's and in there. And Wolverine. I mean, and there isn't a whole lot of material on that, but that's where that is. Right. It's those first, like, issue four or five, six of, around then, you know, when you first saw Omega Red. The main Maverick got Asian. What do you think of that? It's the Asian it's dude it. playing Maverick. Instead of being German, it doesn't matter. In this that new much. this new trailer, you see some Cyclops. I think you see some Young Cyclops, Emma. Yeah. I think you see like a girl turn to crystal. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you you see a little bit of st- like a young storm. There's a part where somebody gets lifted up by a gust, and stuff's getting torn torn apart by some wind. That's, I mean, that's definitely odd considering what was in the first movie. Right. And we'll have to see. Uh, uh, does that mean everyone's getting their brains wiped? Right. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, who, but, but who? If you look is, at the Ultimate Universe, you know they kind of worked it right. in that, that so many more of them were involved in Weapon X. So, who's the guy who also shoots eye beams in the trailer, but has a bit of the the whitish skin? Looks a little. I didn't carved start to throw that closely. Was okay. it, uh, someone else. It, it, was, it wasn't Cyclops. This guy had more of like a white. Uh, he he looked like the way that they that they draw. What's the name of the Morlock with white skin? Um, Caliban. He looked like a cal- like a big Caliban type dude with like carvings in his skin, like etchings mm. in his skin, and he sh- he like the last one of the last shots of the trailer is him shooting a bunch of stuff. You see him previously in the trailer well, they fighting a Wolverine. I was thinking it could have been. It, it could have I've been, been avoiding the script. I don't yeah. want to read it first. So yeah, I'm, I'm, not, try, I'm trying not to get too many spoilers on it because you know I want to see the movie. And every time you hear bad things about it about the Wolverine movie and. Trouble with the director, uh, this and that. You know, your buddy Jeff Katz went to Fox. That was a movie that he was championing. It's not there anymore. Like, like what's going on over there? You always hear that there's reshoots, but you know what? Just like that's how Fox makes movies. Yeah, just like Spidey Three. Yeah, you're going to uh, you're going to be there opening night. Yeah, gotta be. Yeah, it's an X-Men movie. So, guys, I think that pretty much tells you if you're a new Geekscapist that Ian is qualified to co-host the show with me. Uh, speaking of Fox, Fox made a movie uh, in a really interesting way this time around. They had somebody else make it for them. Uh, <laughs> a, the movie's called Watchmen. We've been uh, waiting for years to see this uh, movie. I, I think ever since the internet was invented, people have been using it oh, to yeah. talk about the Watchmen movie. Okay. Yeah. You know, and then now we finally get a Watchmen movie made by Zack Snyder. And um, from the beginning, he always said. And there was a lot of leaking of like what he was doing, like he had like a director's journal online and so that. And you always saw that he was being very close to the David Gibbons artwork. He was being really close to. Well, I just want to interrupt you and say something to to the audience. Um, We've not in any way discussed what we thought of the movie yet. We We have no idea what each other think. So (sighs) we're fresh on this one. Yeah. Um, What was your first experience with Watchmen? Hey, Laura. We're going to talk about uh, uh, Ian's first experience with Watchmen, if you don't mind. Right now? Yeah. Um, what was your first experience with Watchmen? You, you I bought the comics as they came out. You bought the comics as they came out. Um, what, were you growing up in Miami? No, uh, New York. Laura, actually. come here. 
uh, Ian, Ian was telling us that when he was a kid, he went into the comic store in 1986, and as the issues came out... Actually, said, so, some of it was Florida, because I think I started getting it um, in New York, and then I moved to Florida and finished high school there before college. So you were 16 and or so. Younger. You were younger, and you go into the comic store and... Like 15, yeah. It's funny, because Laura and I actually have, a uh, have an interpretation of what this must have been like. So if you, our audience, uh, will bear with us, you audio listeners will like this. Laura and I have actually been pro talking about a reenactment of Ian's first experience with Watchmen. Please, if you will, use your imaginations to picture me as, what was the name of your comic book store uh, owner at the time? Jerry. I will play Jerry. <laughs> Laura will play the young <laughs> Ian. <laughs> We've done... We, we, this actually came out just out of nowhere. We were in the kitchen and I go, you know, uh, Ian bought Watchmen as it came out as a young kid. And she goes, aw, little Ian. And I go, yeah, yeah, he's pretty proud of it too. And we just started doing the scene. So what, what is it? I'm like, I'm Jerry. And I'm in the counter. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> hey, Ian, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Nothing much. School going okay? Yeah, it's all right. I got my first pube. Wow, wow. L listen, we got a great week this week. Really? What do you got for me for my books? Well, did you like Swamp Thing? Did you like that book? I love Swamp Thing. Well, you know the writer, Alan Moore, has a brand new book out this week. Are there monsters in it? Well, not in this first issue, but it's called Watchmen. It might be pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what else does Ian say? Um, what else does he want out of his comic books at the age of 14, 15? I'm really looking forward That's to read a reaction to this hot. little skit. What? What did you say? That's old Spectre's hot. Well, yeah, she's got. Oh. Check out the gams on this one, Ian. <laughs> you gonna buy it? I love yellow and black. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ian. Ian, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a dollar. <laughs> Here, here's my allowance. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ian. You want me to back and board it for you? <laughs> we, we we were literally in the kitchen. We were literally in the kitchen. It's I go. Not funny. <laughs> We, could, we spent like 50, this is what Laura and I do. I'm so excited for Watchmen. I'm just feeling for your watches that are being like put through this. Like we could be talking about the movie and you I guys know. are wasting time actually, on this. I know. Actually, that was more about Jonathan's experience at the comic book store than it was Ian's. Yeah. I'm so old we didn't have boards back then. You didn't have boards? No. Nope. Oh, oh no. Gosh, that's crazy. Your Watchmen books must look like toilet paper right yeah, now. Yeah, they're actually fine, but... You put boards in them retroactively. Oh, I, yeah. I promise. Of course. Please. Of course. And, Please. And fix the bag. You know, we get a rebag after a while. So that tells you, that reenactment tells you that Ian was there from the beginning on this shit. Were you excited? I mean, was that really your approach? Was like, oh shit, the guy who did Swamp Thing has a new book out. I'm going to buy it. Absolutely. And it was huge. Yeah. Was it huge right off the bat? Absolutely. I, we weren't there. No, it was a big deal. It was a big <clears throat> deal. I mean, Alan Moore was already, like, I mean... The major cult status, of course, because all the years of the notoriety. But, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, that, you know, what happened to Man Tomorrow. I mean, these things were a big deal when they came out. Are, right. there, any, uh, are there any writers or comics like that that have that same type of feeling, you think? Dark Knight Returns was a big deal that the moment it came out, it was like... No, 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 I mean, any thing. current writers where you feel like it had that same feeling as maybe one of those big writers, big deal things that are going on. Today, I mean, we have the big events. There's some stuff that's big. Right, but but is there any usually, the Grant Morrison stuff before the abortion that was Final Crisis. I might have said that. But, right. You know, I'm, I think I'm getting ahead to like later in right. the show. But so, so oh, fast well, forward. Fucking abortion, Final <clears throat> Crisis. So fast forward to Friday night. And I got to tell you, my big qualm was that, that we went to see it at the Landmark, and the girl comes out and goes, "You're about to watch one of the most celebrated graphic novels of all time." I almost threw my coke at her and said, "It's a trade paperback." <laughs> I'm. People, you know how I feel. People kept saying over, say it, it's, over it's, it's the, the weekend. Marketing. You know, because you do Geekscape, people keep asking you, "What did you think? Is it as loyal to, as it is to the graphic novel?" I said, "No, it's nothing like the graphic novel because it's not a graphic novel. It's a trade paperback. It's twelve individual issues collected. That's, right. that's trade paperback." And, and, and even <laughs> when you read the trade paperback, it's because everything that's behind each issue, because it's actually intended as its individual issues, you they. They don't bother putting all that stuff at the end. No. They have to keep it there they in keep the order in that it was in the comics. So flashing forward to Friday night, Ian, you must have been excited. So Thursday night. I know. Uh, but yeah. I got your text. Uh, were you were excited. What was your reaction to the movie? we got to know right now. All right. Here's the thing. i got to go again for this reason. you know. And I've been thinking about it. I've been living with it for several days now. We'll go together. Um, we'll yeah, yeah. Actually, I have a few friends. <coughs> okay. Um, because... 
the geek in me and had the same reaction when I saw the first X-Men, just the idea that he really took it right off the page and put it up. Right. And I'm, we're going to talk for a while. I yeah. have plenty of complaints. It's all yours, buddy. I have plenty of complaints. There's plenty of little little things, but overall loved it. Yeah. I did, because you know what? I mean, it's it's greatest gr- uh, the greatest adaptation I ever imagined. Mm-hmm. I never thought anyone would ever get this close. I never thought it could work as a single movie. I always thought it would have to have been a miniseries, if anything. I didn't think it could get there. Again, I, I have plenty of complaints, and we'll spend time on that. But overall, you know, it was, I mean, that kid in me that read those comics then, to see that on the screen is unbelievable. Well, uh, Brian's written up his review on Geekscape.net. By the time you guys read this, uh, watch this episode, you'll have read my review on it. So we'll have three reviews. And on this uh, and so, but but I'll tell you plainly, and it's something that I thought when I first, um, when Gilmore and I went to the, the press day back in the fall, watching the 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 sequence with Doctor Manhattan uh, recreating himself and that whole bit, it had like a at the time it had like a like a temp score of Philip Glass music, which they kind of did a version of in this movie, but. I didn't want to say anything at the time, and I may have hinted at it at the review, but I thought to myself, I said, Jesus, if if he pulls this off, which so far so good, like this may end up being a better version of this story than the book. Because think about... Because well, visually that that worked amazingly. I, I yeah. stopped, That's my favorite sequence of the I movie. I stopped recommending the book to people about 10 years ago. Because for everybody that I, that I borrowed it to, uh, lent it to to, to read... And that they enjoyed it. There were two people that I lent it to who just couldn't get through how yeah. dense it was. Yeah, my They're, CEO, who's it, a comic book fan, it's so did, layered, didn't like it. Right you know, it's so layered. Yeah. And and I thought, you know what? If he's able to popularize this story, which I think is a phenomenal story, if he's able to take, strip it down to what it just needs to be for the screen, and then augment it with music, augment it with acting, augment it with all the things that cinema gives you, I said he may end up telling a story that in all intents and purposes, is superior because people from... Uh, um, I read Watchmen every now and then. I've probably read it several times over the course of my life, like once every year or two. Okay. And it gets better every time I read it. The yeah. first time, I was somebody who thought it was too dense. If As a if, kid, it was... I knew it was brilliant, right. but I didn't... No, it, doesn't ha- it doesn't have... And a, every time you reread no, it, I kind of got it, but it, it, it didn't have a popcorn aspect to it. Like like people like to say, you know, Dark right. Knight Returns or Watchmen. Right. Dark Knight Returns Dark Knight is a lot Returns. more popcorn. It's like it's just it's fun. You can if you did that with a movie. If you had to watch a movie six times to appreciate it fully, it's not a good movie. It's yeah. It, yeah. it's a tough movie. But well, it can be brilliant, but it's it's, when, it's not for mass lights, audiences. When the when it cut to to credits Friday night, I thought he pulled it off. This is a th- this is an experience I enjoyed more yeah. than I ever did reading the book. Yeah. To me, I thought that the movie was superior to the book, and that he, the th- changes that he had made in the story towards the end, yes, for the most part, I agree. Streamlined with you. For, for the what most it was part, about. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. I actually really like tying it into Doctor Manhattan. Phenomenal. I think, I think that was a brilliant move on his part. And do we need to explain that? It, well, to the audience, guys, it's spoiler time. But with the uh, spoilers from here on out. But I got to tell you, tying in in Doctor Manhattan. Was phenomenal, and and it also well let's, let's, it, let's it, talk it magnifies. Little, let's talk a little bit about what he did. For it. So for it. so in in the comic, there's <laughs> this is our episode. There's another tape on standby. It, 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 it's it's very it, seated throughout all twelve issues. Is this plot line about mm-hmm. a lot of you know brilliant people have disappeared, and there's the whole thing with there's a Black Freighter comic that you've seen. seen you know we're gonna get the it. comic, and we're gonna get yeah, it. We're gonna a week get or that two. later, but. You know, the idea that the writer of that just put all these brilliant people, these master artisans, all that, have disappeared. And you ultimately find out that um, Ozymandias, who's one of the heroes, turns out that it's all this plot on his part to bring the world together. And he's created an artificial alien uh, from another dimension that has telepathic ability. And basically teleports into New York, um, which the teleportation causes death. And it kills a lot of people, but it creates a mass hysteria, but... In it, they think there's an invasion and that brings the world together. And that's your giant squid that a lot of right. people talked about was missing in this movie. And right. And and I don't think that would have worked. It would have seemed hokey. It would have seemed goofy. Left, out of left field. Yeah. And I think I think the inspiration was instead knowing that you have Doctor Manhattan as this constant, this basically you know he is he's he's God. Right. You know I mean he can do pretty much anything. And they've tied in the this idea that suddenly he's an angry God and. Basically, they set him up. They made it look like he destroyed 
I forget just one city. No. It's just being New York. Lots of cities. You see Tokyo gone. You see Los Angeles. You see Moscow. You see right. all these different things around the globe in the imminent danger of New York. And you think maybe Dr. Manhattan can still save New York. No. No. It all happened. Yeah. yeah. My only concern, I love the change. I think it makes it a much tighter script. Um, although there's this part of me goes like, would everyone really get together, or they just go and just lose their minds? Well, he's not what just the hell a, can you do? He's not just attacking New York anymore. He's attacking right. everyone. Well, no, that yeah. I agree with. But, it's huge. But what do you do it's against him? I didn't have a sense exactly of what they were going to do, but I get that this might unite people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get that idea. Right. You know, I thought that was a brilliant change. What I I didn't like as much. I didn't like that. I felt that they touched upon the Keen Act, which in the mm -hmm. comic was this act that outlawed vigilantism. Um, basically, the Watchmen, right. you know, um, had come together, and the police were on strike, and so they were taking the place of the police. And people felt, oh, their powers—they they were outmatched. Actually, I should say, powers. That was my other small complaint with the right. movie. I had this sense, and I saw one of the people I went with was a friend of mine who had never read the comic. Right. And he turned to me and said, like, well, I understand that Dr. Manhattan has powers, but what about the rest of them? Because in the comic, they don't, but in this, you're not sure if they do or not because they're punching granite left and right. right. You know, and I thought that was like, I mean, it looked great stylistically. It was very Matrix. Yeah, for, you know, for, every, like for every positive, I thought, <laughs> making Dan chubby, for, you know, making, you know, making Warshak you know, ineffective, making her, you know, making uh, Silk Spectre 2 have this inferiority complex, mommy syndrome. For everything humanizing element that they did give there, there was that element where they're like, Ozymandias is moving at super fast speed. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, Ozymandias in the book obviously is. Yeah, he definitely. Know, th th there's, a there's an implication yeah. in the comic that he does catch the bullet. Right. So maybe he is at that level, even though they don't explain it. He augmented but, himself. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, he made a I giant mean, he made fucking it to the cat. Lens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So maybe he did. And, I, and I, I wish there was that throwaway line, but there isn't. But, you know. They gave you the shout out that he was gay. <laughs> On his computer, you see the little file that says boys. When they go to, to find the files to, that, that link them to the Pyramid Corporation, yeah, yeah. there's a little folder that says boys on it. We ain't talking about the Garth Ennis book. We're well, talking about well, well, kitty porn. Well, considering that he likened himself to Alexander the Great. Right. Well. You know. Um, but actually, that's my other complaint. I felt that he was like a James Bond villain, you know. Um, from Especially at that monologue at the end. Well, what? not not even just then. What about even his dealing with the you know heads of corporations? The thing is, though, you you know, I mean, here's the thing. Laura didn't know what was going on. Uh, and, and I went with Nick Gregorio, who you guys know. He writes the weekly comic reviews on the site, and we're sitting there, and um, somebody had IM'd me. It was Jarrett Gossett who helped with our website. He coded our website. And he goes, guess what? Ozymandias did it. And I'm, and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. I've never read the book. Like, as a joke, back to him. Right. Like, you just fucked everything. But sitting down in the theater, I, said, I, I told Laura, I said, you don't know what happens in this movie, right? And she goes, no. I don't know anything. That's cool. And, uh, and I said, okay. And she goes, I don't care. I mean, you guys can spoil it. I was like, no, you don't understand. No. Of everything, this is the one. And at walking out, she was really grateful that she didn't know what had happened. So that stuff that you... That you credit to being Bond villainish, uh, Bond villainish. Well, I mean, someone like Laura who, right, who well, well, is not waiting for him to be the bad guy the whole time, isn't going to catch any of that. And, and that's what I was wondering about because you know it's hard for me to say. I mean, Moore did that great setup that they filed the this that he gets attacked too. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to throw you off. When I read the comic, no idea. Yeah. I mean, zero idea. And he comes across in the comic, you know, so he has the kind eyes and he's so paternal in it. And there's none of that here. But yes, I mean, it, it's true, you know, something threw him off. You, you kind of maybe think he's a dick, but it doesn't mean he's the bad guy. You know, he does think he knows what he's doing, but since you don't know that that's really what the whole plot's going to be, you know, you just think, all right, maybe it's just... I, I, th I think the argument is, you know, Rorschach's bitter and got really crazy after being outlawed. <laughs> you know, Ozymandias saw it coming, and he got bitter in his own way. Right. And he went off and became, you know, super dick corporate raider. He took the smarter approach to fixing the world. Right. On a massive scale. Right. So, I mean, ultimately, it, it, it does work. It does make, make a lot of sense. Uh, but, you know, I, I felt that the Keen Act is in there, but, you know, other than Rorschach, you don't have a true sense that they're outlawed. And then at the end, that little thing that, all right, they're back in costume. They didn't change right. their identities or any of that. I was like, really? I mean, well, what, what is this? Warner Brothers trying to see, maybe we want to do a little spinoff, you know, kind of thing? <laughs> well, I was seeing... like, and if, if so, fuck them. 
Yeah, there there will be no sequel to this movie. No. It, they, in Zach, well, Zack Snyder said it won't be involving me. You know, no. uh, which means that it's gonna happen. Anyway. The, the the strongest Keenak scene for me was the scene where where Night Owl is completely ineffective in stopping uh, the comedian, comedian from, from yeah. just attacking yeah, people well, that, that's, that's with blunt force. And I was like, that is, I mean, that's badass right yeah. there. That yeah. that that that, that scene's awesome. They, Zack Snyder had so many spinning plates in this movie, and I wonder about the complaints that have that have been given to this movie like Jeffrey Lyons I heard his review and he's like there's just it, it just gets convoluted and I'm like I don't think he could have told this any clearer I, if someone who's never read the comic wasn't comparing it the whole time it was just following it for story's sake right. well, watch I mean, this what, 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 there's nothing convoluted, what's about, convoluted about it I he mean it's a whole lot le- less it's a whole lot less dense than the source material right you know, there's a lot going on in the source material he's really cleaned it up as much as it can be and so much so that I now come out of going like a miniseries would not have been better it would have dragged Exactly. You know, I mean, I love the source material, but something, that's why people said it was unfilmable, was you can't necessarily do all of it. It would really, I mean, I'm really curious to see. Forget the DVD of The Black Freighter. I want to see, yeah, I want to see it together. The summer, the five-hour cut? Yeah, I want to see it all together. I cannot wait for that. So what do you say to these people? Will I watch it in one sitting without pausing? No, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. Right. Well, there there may be an intermission. (laughs) Yeah, you know. But there's a a rumor that... In the theater, he's gonna re- he's gonna release theatrically a version. His really? version. There's the rumor that this summer he may put it up against some of the big guns. That would be fucking cool. Um, well, because that'll include yeah, the Black Freighter. It'll include right? the Black Freighter. It'll include additional things. When we saw him in, in the fall, it. he said that he had a four hour, five hour cut, sitting on his flatbed on his steam bag, and I'm like, oh my god. All right, we'll buy we'll buy our diapers now. No, well, no, that'll be. I think it. I think it's gonna end up being like something like a three and a half hour cut. Plus the Black, Black Freighter, Freighter. Right. and he says he filmed the whole thing with uh, having the Black Freighter come in and out of it in mind. So it's gonna hopefully flow imagine? along with the cartoon, kind of like the book. That would be. Fucking I, awesome. I don't think. Here's the thing. Like, like, like G- Gilmore had some gripes. If you read the, because by the way, that's the, the other ending. thing. I, well, some people said it was too boring. I think I was the perfect audience member for this. This movie had me from the first second. Oh yeah. And I was in love with this movie. The and, entire and the time. montage at the beginning. I mean, it was interesting. You know, the book implies that the comedian killed Kennedy. You see it. Yeah. I thought that was cool. It was a nice way of just you get the implications out. I mean, I would have liked to have seen some stuff like we saw Hood of Justice. I'm really curious to see you know the stuff that's cut out. Like I know the, the death of Hollis Mason was cut. It's mm-hmm. filmed. It's going to be on the DVD. You know, we only saw him briefly. I would have liked to see more. I know there's a lot more of the original Silk Spectre, Carla right. Gugina. You know, because they're, they're horrible. And, well, no, no. People complain about the about the women, about the I, about, I about about the makeup on Nixon, the makeup on the older Silk Spectre. They complain. Didn't bother me. Uh, and I'm like, in, in the fla- when Melly Ackerman comes out for as the Silk Spectre two for the first time, and Doctor Manhattan's working, and, and yeah. Warshak comes to see him. Her acting does come off as a little flat. If those are the only those are the only complaints that I had. And those movies, are the only complaints. That was so in the rearview mirror by the time they actually happened that I could care less. And, I was so and, into this And can movie. I just say, for everyone that complains about Malin Ackerman's acting, God, she's fucking hot. I mean... You know what? She has like almost a, like a photoshopped ass, though, doesn't she? Like, it looks... It's ridiculous. You, you know what? I thought I thought her acting in that in that first scene, that acting, I was like, oh, this is, this is a different style to, to everybody else's. But you know what? It disappeared... She's that character is the linchpin to everything that happens mm-hmm. in the entire movie, mm-hmm. and she carried it. I well, she, I thought she was good. I was not. I yeah, was, I, I, she didn't bother me at all. Did uh, not take me out of the movie. We, we have a 15 year old listener named Jiminy Cricket. You know, you know this kid from the forums, Gilmore. He's one of yeah. our favorites. He said that the sex scene was a little weird, and I said, you know, I what? love the sex scene. I love. I thought the sex scene. scene was really true to the comic. I would rather the sex scene be weird. I'd rather it be interesting. I'd rather it be awkward. I'd rather it be all those things that make well, that, you wonder about it. That's what made it feel real. Exactly. That yeah. it was awkward sex. Yes. That, that, it, that it was. Too, Come on, Gilmore. Was... Do you know any other kind? <laughs> Point, Ian. He will be working on a rebuttal very soon. Um, and in about ten minutes, he'll say it. Yeah, it's cool. He'll get it. Um, but. Uh, it, it, it's exactly what magnified just how lonely these people were in their new lives that were that were lies to them. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it brought Dan's impotence full circle, and you're like, holy shit, this guy may have what it takes to still be a hero. Every single character was so interesting, and um, now I've heard in, people in the, say that talk about um, that in the scene when they decide to suit up, that you know, in the book, she's like she's going along with him, but right. here she's like really into it. And that didn't bother me as much, though I have to say, again, going back to kind of the Matrix style, 
I love that when they get attacked in the alley, they fight everyone off, and at least they're huffing and puffing. It is after, extremely so. violent. But her like turning the guy's head around and the knife in the back of the head, I kind of felt like the idea is that you know Rorschach's gone to that place. Right. They don't. They didn't go there. Right. They don't just kill people. The same thing, you know, when they're in the prison, you know, going to get mm-hmm. Rorschach out, and they're walking down. You know, down the the hall, and they're just fighting everyone. It's a little bit like, matrixy, yeah. Well, it's not only a little bit of matrixy, but it's like it's like the same spinning heel kick over and over and over again. I'm like, well, these actors have mastered like one move. It, it, there's finishing moves. I mean, you gotta you yeah. gotta stick to your finishing moves, as you know from playing Street Fighter Four, right? Right, Gilmore? Yeah. But but you're exactly that right. Was, that was it was very. Yeah, I was like, Let's just keep doing the same move over and over again. It's working. I'll do it until it's something. Did you stops watch Three Hundred? But if it that works, was the entire yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> if it works, it works. Uh, if something works for you, are you gonna like risk your life just because? Oh, I want to look cooler. Uh, uh, well, I get what you're saying. Honestly, stylistically, I get. A spinning heel kick over and over and over again as you're walking. That didn't catch. It's not going to keep working. Yeah, I didn't eh, think. Yeah, that wasn't. But, but I also, wasn't right. we don't do Krav Maga. Right, you know. You, my friend, are a master I'm lethal not a weapon. Master, but how many people you kill in your last? I've never killed okay. anybody. Okay. So just but, so you know, his pants also say Krav Maga. In case you're wondering. His undies, perhaps. But we will not explore that in this episode. I'll show you later. Anyway. Um, no, I don't have a choice in the matter. Yeah, well, that's the awkward sex he was talking about. That was pretty there good. He goes. There he you goes. Know, that Gilmore was, that was a pretty good one. Gil- hey, I gotta give Gilmore is back. Yeah, uh, I love right. you, Gilmore. Right. Um, and Gilmore, don't be jealous. I'll show you too. We can just keep talking about this movie. I mean, it's so well everything yeah. done. Uh, these people who thought it was boring, like, what do you say to the people who have uh, these kind of complaints? Like, it's boring, or it, was it in, uh, just inaccessible to them? The, the thing, yeah, the I, I think prob- it's about being What the fuck is their problem? This movie is phenomenal. What the fuck is your comic book snob problem? And, and by the way, you know, my little complaints about some of the action, which, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed watching it. I just worry about it takes away some of the realism because, like, my friend turned to me and said, I don't, I don't get it. Like, they have superpowers. Like, they're just destroying everybody and no one even touches them. And that's not really the comic. But I actually think that was a little, let's make it, you know, more, you know, hyper superhero y, right. you know? For those people who brought five year olds to the theater, which you hear about. Right, right. The five, you know, a friend of mine asked me about he was going to take his stepson, Absolutely who was like 11 not. or 12. And I was like, you know, Normally, I have the conversation. I'm like, "Well, he's a boy, right?" There's but a race. This one, I said, I said "You know what?" I, I called out to him and said, "It's a hard R. It's a graphic rape scene. There's graphic sex, graphic violence, swearing left and right. Graphic novel." When I was 12 years old, There's I would have no been novel. there. I would have snuck into the theater. Would have my favorite movie ever. But I understand your kid's a pussy. Yeah, he's not Krav Maga trained. Well, I wasn't then either. Right. But you know. I mean, you there's know, an a, but, you, but you were down, you were down the road to anger. Well, look, we, we can go off on the tangent. I, I mean, I noticed it seems like everyone I know these days, like, oh, the kids, and like, oh my god, worried about what they see. Oh, uh, dude, I watched it's Aliens like, when I was that age, and I loved it. Yeah. I watched Kickboxer actually uh, when I was that age. Phenomenal. I, that age snuck into American World from London. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so many movies that are just you know, Apocalypse Now I saw when I was really young. Yeah. I saw in the theater. Is this what you live through, Daddy? Fourth grade is when I started watching like all those Hellraiser and Freddy movies and all that type of stuff. Yeah, awesome. awesome. I mean, but you know, kids. I don't know. Kids are pussies to these days. But you know, but still, it, it it's graphic. Right. You know. But I mean, so back to your point. Um, I don't know what people wouldn't like about it. Is it dense? It's not that it's dense. It's that it's not simple. It's that there's you right. have to have a brain to follow the movie. It's that there's subtle things. The montages mean stuff. There's things Extremely happening subtle. there. Yeah, the things you know, it's it's not just, it's not a passive watching right. movie. You know, you have to sit there and you have to be paying attention to everything going on. It, I think, I expect it to get better as you keep watching it in the way that the graph novel does. Yeah. There's a lot going. God, on. I love that ending. And in 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 Gilmore, uh, in in his and again, review, and that, by the way, I, I did say graphic novel, and I want to right. say something because you know that I have that big pet peeve. Oh yeah, it's mine too. Now paperback. you gave that pet peeve to me. Um, I had someone argue with me on, on this point, not normally, but in this particular case, that when Moore wrote it, he meant it to be read together um, that way. And that's an interesting argument. But I thought he intended more issues beyond this. I, I don't, I'm not sure you, about that. You're not that. buying that rumor? I didn't okay. think that but, was true. I, I actually thought that originally mm-hmm. that he had that, but he just had to cut it Well, up. the thing is, the 12 issues, it does read like a novel. Right. So in that sense... I'll begrudgingly give this graphic novel because it is a novel. It's not six issues of a comic stuck together and say, no, look, it's a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was 12 issues, but it reads together perfectly mm-hmm. as, you know, you're expected to have read all of them 
every issue, you know, back to back, and it all fits together. But so did you I mean, read the paperbacks all... of a limited series? Yeah. Yes, but it's different. It's How? Because like this, when you look at like the Black Fray and all that, it. I mean, this is a literary work. It really is like reading a novel that actually happens to be illustrated. What about Ultra? Like, if Ultra had come out in in in, in small in like six doses, graphic not, novel, not, not or... this. It's not this. Huh. What do you mean, Ultra? Just, just, just because but, buddy, the... buddy, excuse me. Ultra was in comics. Okay, yeah, so was, then, I have the comics. Is that a graphic? I read the comics. No, <laughs> it's a, a trade graphic? paperback, bitch. Then what's the difference if they're? Uh, uh, listen, listen. Arkham what's Asylum, Joker. Those are graphic, those are graphic novels. novels. Those were designed to be longer. Like yes, illustrated works. Right, but I'm saying you know I mean? Ultra is long. It came out in separate things, and then that is a trade. It was, co- it's it a trade was collected paperback. as a trade paperback. But you know Watchmen what I mean? is graphic novel just because you respect it more. No, no, no not because uh, I respect it more. Watchmen I, I'm is not a, a trade I'm not, a, I'm not agreeing with with yeah. Ian if he calls no, it a graphic novel. And, and, it's and, a trade paperback. And I'm not normally there. I just some, someone put forth this argument to me. We're geeks, and, baby. And in, and in this case, I said, you know, I they might forgive it being called a graphic novel on this case. Just because it it, it it really is such a novel. It's kind of like, you know, most television series that have ongoing plots are, you know, I mean, fine, they're serialized and that's great, you know, but J. Michael Straczynski made the Babylon 5. He knew beginning, middle, and end from the get-go. He wrote that show like a novel. Right. You know, and, and Alan Moore definitely did that here. Mm-hmm. You know, Ultram, maybe he did, but it reads like individual comics that are put together. So does Watchmen. Mind though, you, I read it as comics, stuff. but but so does Watchmen, though, because you have basically it does. About it right. I, I, I think I think Ian is slowly backing away. He's just giving the caveat that he can see how people. That's right. He, he can accept some people thinking of it as a graphic yeah, novel. Yes. That's it. He believe. Hey, listen. I, I'm, I'm the if biggest. You were, if you were to bury Ian tomorrow, he would go to his grave thinking it was trade paperback through and through. Fucking a right. That's okay. what he's saying. Trade paper. Okay, cool. As long as we're not confusing the audience. Ian, the 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 um. No, we're confusing you. Ian, Ian, when when, when, <laughs> when when Gilmore saw this movie last Tuesday night, right? Yeah. And um, and I and I had to ask him. I was like, well, "What do you think of the movie?" And had he read the comic first? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Gilmore, Gilmore's a guy who who's into geek. He, he's a geek scapist. He's he's hardcore. But he uh, read the trade though, right? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's I how I read it. That's how out. I read it. What do you want? So um, so Gil- <laughs> Gilmore in his, in his review says that like. The big there's, there doesn't build a, a, any big action set piece that you would expect any big climax. And to me, seeing a movie on such a so character driven on so many character levels, first that of that all, backdrop. First, first of, all, of, wait, wait, one second, I, I have to interrupt to say, I'm getting very uncomfortable with the idea of Gilmore sitting in a movie theater talking about climaxing. Okay, well, just, just I, I, my mind my mind is shut off being able to go there. Um, but watching a movie that was so. Intrinsically about the characters and using the doomsday scenario that you think that it's maybe building to as a backdrop it, It's really just there to magnify what they're doing to each other and the things that have happened towards the end of the movie that are so horrible To me the, to tell me if I'm wrong, but the climax isn't the explosions the climax is what dr. Manhattan does to Rorschach in front of Dan because of what Ozymandias set off And the only reason he's there is triggered by Silk Spectre Whose feelings have only triggered Dr. Manhattan because of her relationship now that she knows to the comedian. But and I'm, and, and, and that, what, what Dr. Manhattan does to Warshak is the climax of all those characters together, whether, and, and Warshak forces it because he knows that the book is in the mail. He knows that he can actually beat Ozymandias possibly this time because his hand's already been triggered. And when, when, when Dr. Manhattan does that to Warshak, Warshak forces him to do it, knowing that there's no turning back for Dr. Manhattan once he does this. He's a friend, he's an innocent, and he's forcing him to kill him. He's being stubborn about it. And when he actually does it, you know there's no turning back. You know Dr. Manhattan's gone, and what Warshak is triggering is unable to be turn, uh, turned around. That's why that last scene with the, with the, the, the journal is so important. That to me was the climax of the movie. Do you, no, right. do you yeah. see where I'm coming from? Right. No, yeah. That's actually yeah. a really that's actually a really good point. Every single well, bit just, of character is well, tied well, together. Well, in the comic, you have that line about, about things being over. And God, it was over. shocking. That shit was well, well, shocking. Wait a second, back yeah. up, back up. Doctor Manhattan knows what comes next. Mm-hmm. You have to realize, remember that. Oh yeah. He knows that the journal's out there. Oh, high five for Ian, guys. Interesting. High five for Ian, right over here. This is my guest host. Then why would he kill Rorschach? Because it's what he does. No, that's not what he does. Um, no, that's because that's what happens. That's what happens. Why? He's because he, that's he's what on happens. The sa- he's on the loop, unable to get off of it. He's he, on the track, unable to get you're off. You're saying of he it. can't affect it. 
He just knows listen, that that's what he does listen, next. Th- this, this is how I judge. That, he can't affect Manhattan. it. The whole no. movie, he's trying G- to not. He's Gilmore. trying to affect what Gilmore. he sees coming. Gilmore. No. Gilmore. Doc Manhattan is Gil- not doing that. Gilmore. This is this is how I justified it, and and it's why Warshak wants to die, and it's why Doctor Manhattan accepts being forced to kill him, which is what I think. I mean, Warshak forces Doctor Manhattan to kill him, you know, and this is why, and this is why they both accept it, and why he pops like a balloon. Um, if Warshak's still alive when that journal comes out, there's always that. There's there's always him to answer for the journal. There's always the journal can speak when Warshak can. If Warshak's you could still a, you there, could actually, there's all sorts of ways out of you it. You could discredit him a lot. You could discredit him. Alive. You see what I'm saying? It, 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 that's that's the best way to put it. You could discredit him if he's still there. Ozymandias could do something to discredit this guy. Went to jail. Remember this this and that. So could you say that uh, he that pulled the he plug on him, himself? He did him keep, a favor. Do you think that Intention- intentionally because he knows that it's out and so he killed him? Yeah, to, like, I mean, I don't want to write the the character scripts, but you got to think like they were on the same page on that. And uh, the, the uh, only I, person I, I who never wasn't saw on that, that page, way. I mean, it's interesting. It's the only person that wasn't on that page was Dan, who's yeah. always a step behind. Yeah, but 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 the, the thing is, and and it, I think it's a little clearer in the in the yeah. comic is, Ozymandias thinks it's over, and Doctor Manhattan says it's not over. Right. I mean, it's not. You know, you're left with here. I think you're left with Doc, you know Ozymandias' plot worked in the comic. Actually, it's implied here as well. It's did it? Is it right. done? Did no, it. it's going to come back out and in the sequel. It, it probably well, we hope not, but it probably all falls apart. With Will because Smith. The, the, the idea there is that you know Ozymandias, and that's the other thing that you definitely have a sense of in the comic. And, and I did see it on screen. I I had read a review of this already, and they felt that you didn't really see Ozymandias' regret, but I think you felt you saw it I, when he just threw there and let Dan beat on him. I think the idea is that is he's done. He knows what he did. He's done everything up. he can do. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he, he he doesn't feel. You know, it's not about. I mean, yeah, maybe he thinks he's a hero, but he feels the weight of all the people he killed. Uh-huh. You know, he knows it, and and ultimately, you know, does it work? I don't know. But you see, I still feel that like this whole. I really like it, and I get you know, it would have really pissed me off if we saw them costume at the end. Yeah. Okay, that would have really pissed me off, but. The idea that they're still going to be in costume, they say it, and they all think John's looking out for us. I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't think I, I don't think I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a subtle change that I didn't need that. But I felt it was almost necessitated by the fact that they eliminated so much of the cops and the idea that they were onto them. And that was the other thing. I don't feel the gravitas that is in the comic that they're saying screw it, their lives are over, and they're going after this anyway. Right. They think they're going to try to stop Osmandius. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, that's a little quibble. That's something I that, cannot that, 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 wait to put this fucking movie on my shelf. Oh, absolutely. Can you? Uh, but but again, this is what I'm saying. Is, like you know the collected Lord uh, of the Rings that you have, like the you right. have the three hour, four hour yeah, of Lord course, of the Rings. Like, I can't wait uh, to put it. I'm right there. dying to see the uncut version. They're, I think they're going to put it out in an owl ship. I think he's incredible. I mean, th- this was phenomenal storytelling. Some things aren't even worth acknowledging. No, do we just keep going? Yeah. yeah um, oh, <laughs> if they put it out as an owl ship, that'd be cute. For yeah, the kids, you, but um, it's too, the kids too, should be saying uh, an owl ship lighter <laughs> for after sex. Lighter, that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, by no, the way, th- this, you is, know, this you is, know, is phenomenal. So they they didn't have her as a smoker. Mm-hmm. They didn't have Silk Spectre as, as a smoker. Silk Spectre too, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one did. Um, and I kind of you know they had her do the whole you know ignite the basement, but I kind of I really missed. You know, the whole, oh, the next thing was the missiles, mm-hmm. and then it's like, I'm quitting smoking. I think that's a great moment, and they got rid of that. Yeah, maybe they didn't, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe they shot it. Because it's a pretty truncated. I mean, she lights it on fire, yeah. the alarm goes off, you cut yeah. to Dan. Yeah, it could be. It could have built different. I, just, I really like that moment. It could have built different in an original edit. So One of my favorite moments phenomenal. was um, the, first, like, the first six pages of the last book where you just have nothing but devastation, which makes the reader yeah. then, because that's a lot of yes. real estate in a book, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a lot, and especially with no dialogue, with uh, just complete full well, pages, and I don't feel like they paid my only gripe with the movie, other than the other than the females acting. Mm-hmm. And Like in my review, I said that I liked Females. Uh, Sexist. That I, that I, well, yeah, it was a coincidence, but that I didn't like that acting, and I didn't like some of the music choices, and this was my main gripe, was that they didn't pay enough um, time to that because that really makes the audience then feel the weight of what well, happened and then why it matters so much to everybody. Well, which even ends up being the climax of the movie, even bigger in the comics, you see like the you know, the, the new stand owner and the kid reading yeah. the comic. And you see these characters throughout it, 
So then to see it happening to them is means more. We get in the movie for people that have actually read the comic. We see those characters, but we don't. We, as a movie watcher, we don't have anything to relate well, to. Well, we get the psychiatrist, but briefly, and, and that's and you thing. get the comic store owner and yeah. the kid wiped out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but, personally, but that's the first time we see them though, which is. No, you see them briefly. You see them briefly, but but, oh, but not enough. Yeah, you don't see them enough that they're really characters. You, you, or, oh, you see Warshak. Uh, yeah. yeah, he walks by. Warshak oh, walks right, by. Right, so. Yeah, but yeah. I mean that's not. But another thing, and I don't know if it's different in um, in the DVD or not. If there's more to it, bugged me. It's a little thing, but you know, in the comic, Warshak's doing the drop, and he goes to mm -hmm. Moloch, and he says, "All right, you let me know if there's anything up." And Moloch does a drop, and so Warshak goes to see him, and he's set up. Mm -hmm. And that's how the police get him. And in this, Rorschach figures out on his own that Moloch worked for Pyramid. So that's why he goes to see him. There's no way anyone could have known Rorschach showing up right then for him to then be set up. You're right. You're right. There's, um, here's the thing. Like, Yeah, there was no way for Ozymandias to know that Rorschach had seen the letter. And the showing up right then, and, and right that's there. when he right. killed him to come, you know. I mean, I mean so, when I'm going to set somebody that up... Might, that I, might have I, been a cut. I don't know if, it, if it's... Better. I just case the joint. I just case the joint 24-7. When I see the guy go in, I'm like, okay, let's go. Watch for spray bottles. Yeah, right? Be <laughs> Watch for hairspray into the face. Right. Because I think that... No, that Ozymandias had, a, he had to kill him right before in order for him to be set up and have the cops there. He had to know he was coming. In the comic, he yeah. knows he's coming because he sets him up by having the drop done. Right. So he knows he's going to come right then. Well, do you, miss, think, do you think he would just be depending on his detective skills? Did, how did you randomly figure out that, that in that moment? It could have been three days later he figured that out. True. It, it, it's it's True. kind of random. But does it, but does it sh yeah, that is pretty it's, it's immediately, random. otherwise does the it, body but, would be rotting. You're right. Yeah. But Ozymandias right. is a master of uh, observation. Dude, are you reading it's the... Are you reading the, um, the Atheist? The, no. the book that's uh, done by um, Phil, Phil Hester? Hester? No. You know the coffin that yeah, Phil Hester did. He did another one called The Atheist, which is about a guy who's so perfectly observational. The guy who's so perfectly observational that he picked. You know, I, I thought of him when Ozymandias said he could tell the details off of Doctor Manhattan's face from the like the the minor emotions and stuff like that, and knew just how to trigger him. And I was like, well, maybe he did that with Warshak, knowing when he would figure out the pyramid. Oh, but he's wearing a mask. Now I'm thinking, does Warshak wear a mask to protect himself from Ozymandias? This shit is deep. <laughs> it's enjoyable. The, 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 atheist, the, atheist, the atheist is great because that's the only guy's power. Yeah. That he's, uh, but, by he's the way, another observant. good thing. To, overly observant to, is an, his power. Another that's good way that, that, that they mm -hmm. cut it in, in a good way was that Warshak got his own costume back at the jail. Yeah. Instead of having to go to the landlady and all that, I thought that was a really clever cut. Right, 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 right. Where is my face? God, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I loved that. I, yeah. I loved it when I would have liked more with Warshak and the psychiatrist. I, it was good, it was truncated. But, you may you know, get it. I, yeah, I hope so. So we are holding out hope for that kind of stuff. Um, Ian and I, before the tape started rolling, where are we at, Gilmore? How much? Uh, we're at forty-three. Perfect. Um, so, you know what? I was going to talk Battlestar, but you know what? Maybe we'll have you back once Battlestar is finished to really properly talk about Battlestar. Yeah, because you were the person it. who berated him the most for not watching yeah. it, and, and now at the end, and, and, now, and now that we have three hours left. We're sitting on the same place, seeing, looking, looking down the barrel of the gun towards it's the end of the series. It's been a little like this in these last mm -hmm. few episodes. Um, but can we? There's can been we... some great moments, but I feel like they've, like honestly, where I'm at right now is I feel like they've set up a lot of stuff, and I'm like, really? There's only three hours. Yeah, left? you're going to be able to pay like all it, this off. It, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, like that Seinfeld, so, they're not going to make it. Thing. So, so Ian, yeah. may, maybe we'll have you back to talk about Battlestar once the ending's sure. been put on it, and we both agree that Lost is phenomenal. Lost, Lost is, is so amazing right fucking now. good right now. Um, since we obviously only have 17 minutes left, let's talk comics with you. you I know, think that's what we want right, to do. All right, well, let's, let's talk a little bit. So, I don't think we've talked about Dark Rain on the show. About what? Dark Rain on the show? Um, yeah, we have not. Dark Rain, it's a mixed bag to me right now. I love it. Do you love it? What, what do. are you loving about it? Well, tell well, people what Dark Rain is. All right, so in, in the Marvel Universe, uh, post-Secret Invasion, um, Norman, Norman Osborn. Osborn became this great hero, and... Tony Stark is now vilified. Right. So they've shut down S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Osborn's in charge of something called Hammer. And he's basically running everything. Right. Um, and he's... And I've told the audience how Iron Man's on the run. Right. He has a new Dark Avengers made up of members of the Thunderbolts and the more confused members of the old Avenger, Mighty Avengers. And what, well, what he's done is right. he, he's gone iconic. Right. So, you know, he looked at what was before. So he has Moonstone basically posing as Ms. Marvel. Yeah. He is Venom posing as Spider-Man, 
And then he has Dak Bacon. And Bacon yeah, yeah. yeah, Wolverine's kid as his Wolverine, which is brilliant. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you got Ares, you know, who's just crazy and pulling him at something. And, and Sentry's going to go for any authority. The great thing what I like about uh, this Dark Avengers is that Mike Diodato's doing the artwork, and he's really careful to draw da like Dakin as, like, the lither Wolverine, right. like he's a little more svelte. Well, he's taller. He's taller. I mean, like, I mean, I mean Dakin is. He's making the differences. Dakin's obvious. Hugh Jackman's height. You know what I mean? Like he's making the differences obvious. But I'm like, saying Dakin is yeah. Hugh Jackman's height, as opposed to Wolverine. And, and you're enjoying spot. the books. What's the most yeah, enjoyable I, stuff of Dark Reign? Well, 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 speaking about it generally, so you know he has the Cabal, and right. you know, and so the Cabal is the answer to the Illuminati. So it's the White Queen, it's Doctor Doom, mm -hmm. the, uh, the Hood, it, it's Namor, it's the Hood. Um, I'm really liking, first of all, it all ties together really mm -hmm. nicely. It's affecting so many books, and it doesn't, it feels organic. Right. Um, that's that's that, what I that like most about it. That is a credit to it. it. Yeah, right. I mean, like, and, and we'll go there, but the abortion that was Final Crisis, that DC's writing was 10 years, characters, everything was great. Final Crisis comes along and fucks up everything. What? I couldn't tell what was going on after a no while. No one could tell what's going on. And okay, no one could tell okay. Because you're an expert. Yeah. And, and I thought it was just me and It's like it's a lot of He's introducing characters that they'll mean anything, but we're going off on a tangent there. Right. But yeah, I mean, Final Crisis. We've talked about how confusing Final Crisis is on this you know? show. Um, I mean, I understand what the story was. I just don't know what the point of the story was. Right. You know? Oh, good. Let's keep Batman dead for a while. Okay. But anyway. Um, but no, I mean, Dark Reign, I, I, I think it's brilliant. You know, I like this idea, and, and again, I'm, I'm starting to liken more and more comics to television. You know, the way a writer's room works in comics, I mean, excuse me, in television is, you know, you have a bunch of people together and, you know... You map certain, out certain the people, long... Yeah, and they map stretch, out the long right. thing. And, you know, um, you're seeing that a lot more in comics. You know, for a while, you, you had that in the Superman titles years ago. That's now how they do Spider-Man. Um, and, you know, you, we know I've had my pet peeves about Spider-Man, but, you know, by the way, well, I'll come back to that, but... They seem to be kind of going backwards and reversing the direction. Spider-Man book, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, but um, but for the most part, you know, Marvel's been doing these big editorial retreats, and, and they're really thinking about the whole thing together, and and you see that, and that was very much a complaint with DC for a while. You know, you have a sense that this is a cohesive idea about you know all the books. I mean, They've shelved the episodic comics, well, for well, the most part, or, or, or no, limited I mean, them a bit. Yeah. But but it's all affected, and it needs to be. You know, I mean, in Deadpool, Norman Osborn. You know, it's, I mean, it's in everything. You know, it, it, it's in Moon Knight, you know, Thunderbolts, obviously, mm -hmm. all the Avengers books. I mean, it's hitting everything, and, and it's Black Panther. Right. I mean, holy shit there, you know? I stopped reading it. Well, with the, with the relaunch. I know, it, I know. I mean, it's Who is the new Black Panther? Did it's going to be his sister. Okay. Which I think was obvious. Is but, that BET guy still writing that? Reggie yeah. Hudlin? Yeah, yeah. Hudlin's writing it. But, I mean, it's cool. It's interesting. But, I mean, it's affecting everything. And, and it's cool that it is, you know, because, you know, it was a problem for a while, especially in the 90s, and you know, the Marvel books would, you know, or the X books were on their own and the Spider-Man yeah. books were on their own, you know, and, and that's a mess. Um, my the one X books complaint, still are a little bit to the left, like what Brubaker and Faction yeah, and those guys are doing. Yeah. Like, it's, it is still a little bit outside. Except, except the annual. They, mm -hmm. they just brought it in. When did that come out? The annual came out a few weeks ago, okay. and so that's Emma's whole deal. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So it, it's all going to That affect. was an Emma-centric annual. Yeah. So the sense is it's all going to affect things ultimately. I, I, I enjoyed the first dance slot, Mighty Avengers. It felt like a breath of fresh air to have someone on Avengers that w was action-oriented rather than dialogue-oriented, yeah. like a lot of my complaints with Bendis. Um and uh, the second issue kind of hit, hit a little, little bit slow, of the, yeah. yeah, it felt a little slow. But in comparison to the new Avengers, where you had uh, a double page of Hawkeye just talking on the news, that's some silliness to me. I did not enjoy yeah. reading that one bit. What, what pissed me off, New Avengers 50, you know, the covers, this whole great action sequence with them versus Dark Avengers never fucking happens. Right. That was fucking annoying me. The cover has them yeah. versus the Dark Avengers, and yeah. they end up fighting a yeah. bunch of goons that the good that the but, that the hooded. But story wise, the, I, the Dark Avengers are helping Doctor Doom fight Morgana Fay. And which it and, works. And I like that the Cabal is working for Norman Osborn. He send the hood in, and then mm -hmm. they're going, "How the fuck did that happen? Right. Okay, this must be going on." I think it's a, overall story wise. I think it's great. I'm with you. I don't like that they fucking you know. False advertised. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's a big brouhaha. I'm sure most of the viewers don't watch a show called Brothers and Sisters. But ABC actually advertised My DP a death. works on it. Okay, yeah. so they a advertised a big death that didn't happen. <laughs> you know, That's like awesome. they, thought, they thought Rob Lowe was going to die on the show. It didn't happen. Oh, he like, didn't? 
No. Good for them. We should no. try that. What do you mean good for them? It's like Guys, next week. How do you Elmore? fucking advertise yeah. that shit? That's you know? Great. You got did you watch it? Let's not talk about what I watch. I watch like so he much shit. He, he's matter. so indiscriminate. No, nothing to do with it. I, I didn't watch it because of stupid advertising. I watched the whole first season though. It's a good show. Did it's you well did you show. notice yeah. that um, this Mighty Avengers uh, or this uh, new Avengers? Uh, it's we've got when they when they oh, battle wait, 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 more Dark Avengers. How much do you like Moonstone? Like, like like who the fuck are you? Right. Right. Like, like right now, who are you? Like, I don't like, know who I'm you Wolverine are. Son. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even say it. <laughs> yeah, someone else says it. Um, no, they they don't say it until they say it in New Avengers. But no one oh, tells Moonstone right. who he is. That's right. New Avengers, Bullseye. Yeah. I think Bullseye, right. who's Hawkeye, says it. Um, okay, here's the thing. And I said it like a, a week or two ago. In Mighty Avengers, when Bendis did the revamp, right, they went up against New Ultron that had taken Janet Pym's likeness yeah now he's got a new storyline with dark avengers going to save uh dr Dr. doom Doom against morgan lefay and she's an all-powerful female who can pop up wherever also and take identity also yeah and it's like that felt really repetitive well and and, and, but i i think that part of what he's doing is he's drawing this interesting um comparison to it was only a few months ago that the other avengers went in and they fucked doom up and they took it you know, and it was the sentry that it was the took sentry, him out. Yeah. So I think there's some intent there. At least now they rescued. That's him. when he went back in time world. with Iron Man. Yeah. And Miss Marvel got involved, and they were escaping right. from. Okay. Right. So, so I, I love that we're just like he, he's detailed. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's. I understand your complaints. Listen, not not every. It just felt redundant. Yeah. But, but you know, but there's overall editorial. I really like that, as opposed to where DC was. Now let me say this: I think DC's getting its mojo back. Blackest Night, so excited. Guys, I've been telling you guys about, last two weeks I've been talking about the Green Lantern books and how fucking awesome they are. So awesome. I mean, and pretty much everything John's doing, Flash Rebirth, can't wait. Yeah, I can't you wait. Know? I will actually read that. I'm not a big bear. I'm going to read that. Set up. I mean, that whole storyline, I mean, it was like, you know. Is it good? Legion, it, because I was right really there, good. I was right there with him when he was on Action Comics and, yeah. and I loved everything well, now he did. now he's left, but right. I mean, Robinson's on it and James Robinson's a great writer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Sterling Gates is doing a decent job on, on Supergirl. Um, you know, no, I mean, I, I'm really enjoying it. So that was I'm, I'm not reading. sure where it goes. I mean, you know, now it's going to be Flamboard and, and Nightwing, you know, in action. And, and that's the other thing. So let's get into Battle for the Cow. Are you going to put your name in for the Battle for the Cow? Now that you're training Krav Maga, are you going to try no. and be one of Batman's well, successors? Well, come on, you know, for, for me, there's only one character that it can be. And I like the last issue of Robin. They pretty much called it out, you know. Robin, it was a throwaway. It's like, yep, yeah, just waiting for the person to figure out that he ha- realize he has to do it and, and pick up the mantle. Right. Doesn't say who, but come on, it has to be Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Whose book is it? Yeah. It's got to be Nightwing. Yeah, it has to be. But actually, at first, you know, when I heard about this, I was like, really? That's what they're doing? And I what realized, if it was you know Mad what? Dog? Well, here's the thing. I was like, I kind of like the idea that you know, this is his mentor. This is like his basically his father, and in his own mind, he doesn't. It's not. Oh no, alright, I'm Batman now. He's not in Kong to do this. You know, we can't even imagine doing it. And then I think it's kind of interesting that they're going to organically show that you need it. Do you think editorial-wise they have to separate uh, whoever takes over for Batman, if it is Dick, uh, whoever takes over for Batman, do you think editorially over at DC they have to make it drastically different from Bucky taking over for Steve Rogers as Captain America? Well, Do you think they have to be conscious that that there was just that transition across the street at the rivals? Here's the thing. They're completely copying it. There's not even a question. <laughs> That's There's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't you think they have to be really sensitive you, to that you, stuff? You would think so, but they don't give a shit. You know, here's the big difference. The difference is that Dick Grayson was around all that time, and Bucky he was not. Tra- yeah. No, Bucky. I mean, they're going back know, and plugging in history now. They're right. saying, "Oh, Winter but Soldier he, was a yeah." But even but he was so, a villain. even so, he was a villain. But you know what? And and we're also getting more stories of Bucky with Cap now. Mm-hmm. But you know, so he was with him for a couple of years. You know, I mean, Dick was raised by him. Right. You know, was raised by Batman. It makes more sense. Um, yeah. I mean, you know what was interesting is years ago, John Byrne did a, a little uh, book uh, where he had uh, Batman and Robin meet Captain America and Bucky. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much called out that it's the same thing. You know, it's like the sidekicks and they're like, they may as well be the same, you know, the same character. And, you know, you know aesthetically, I mean, right. it's ultimately they're very different. But... Um, no, they're doing the same thing. They're going to do the very same thing. It's going to be stories about how I'm not quite as good, but I'll get it done my way. You know, I think that's where they go. 
I think they'll do it for a while. But, you know, I mean, ultimately, I think they'll come back around. And I'm not sure what Brubaker's plan is in Captain mm-hmm. America. Um, you got to think a movie's going to come out and yeah, they would have to bring Steve Rogers back. Um, I think the same way with Batman. I mean, what's interesting is uh, the end of Batman Cacophony that came out this yeah. week. I have not read the ending yet, but All right. go well, ahead. This has nothing go to do, ahead. I'm not going to ruin the okay. ending of the book, but at the end of it, there's, you know, they say more adventures of Bruce Wayne as Batman, see Brave and the Bold, and Batman Superman, because those books are going to keep, like, past adventures. Okay. But, because Bruce Wayne ain't Batman anymore. Right. And he's not going to be. Um, you know, Detective Comics is going to become the Batwoman book. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're gonna have, I think, from what I heard, they're gonna do a Batman and Robin book. You do like redheads. You yeah. do it. They're doing, you know, Batman will be, you know, Dick Grayson clearly. Um, I think they're doing, gonna do a Red Robin book. So they're just splitting it up and in, in, yeah. in sharing some of the responsibilities, similar to what, what happened with uh, with Superman when he was killed, or when they did the 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 sort of. And then but, they, they had the web but, stories. But, but Remember when the web slingers? Remember web slingers when sure, they had all those slingers? Little, little nerds. What a bunch of yeah. nerds. Um, so Ian, before you can continue. Well, to the talk original comics. idea was that Spider-Man had four different identities. Right. Just split up, and then he gave him away. Oh, um, what a mess! <laughs> it's good to see Marvel seeing something like that happening, and now they're like, "Oh, we're on a weekly schedule. We can react quicker to feedback." And now they're starting to steer away from some of the oh, things. Like Spider-Man, like, real quick. Like, like, I don't, like, I don't like they, much time, like they killed no. what's her name. They they killed oh. off uh, Jackpot. Jackpot. Oh God. <laughs> Well, yeah, so Spider-Man, you know, I think you know, viewers that have seen me in the past know I, 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 I rant about Brand New Day. Um, and I still, I, I've always said, you know, the writers are good writers, but the whole reset just drove me nuts. And with the bringing back Harry Osborn, they're kind of, Whoa, they're wow. subtly going, okay, well, yeah, it's just, it, it was actually a decent story. And by the way, you, you probably didn't get the Spider-Man family book. No. All right, there's a story in there that gives you a bit more about yeah. Harry and, and how it happened. Now we came back. If I was telling somebody if I was hired on Spider-Man just yeah. to fuck with him, I'd be like, I, will, I, I only want to do a story with Elmer and Osborne's kids, with the two twins that were fucking him up during sins, sins of uh, the past. Yeah, I was like, I want to bring those two characters back. They look cool. They're dressed <laughs> in black. They jumped around. <laughs> right. Um, well, there's, there's nothing about the revamp that says they don't exist. It, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, got to bring them back. Um, yeah. I mean, seemingly the idea now. I'll do is that just for Straczynski. Right. Well, seemingly the idea now is everything happened, but they just were never married. Right. Why? Because Spider-Man can't be divorced? I mean, what the fuck? He was separated for fucking years. Yeah. But, you know, this is no different. She blew up on I love a the plane. jokes. Well, 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 well there, there's that great joke all the time about, you know, okay, you got Dakin in Dark Avengers running around in the really cool Wolverine costume that Joe Quesada won't let him wear. That's right. the buzz. It's Joe Quesada's not letting him wear it, so they'll put Dakin in, except in, in Origins he can wear it. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. No, he's running around in yellow. I mean, they even did a joke about that in the fucking first movie. Right. You know? What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's the same thing. It's you know, The Dio gets ideas in his head. So, uh, Ian, we know you're not a big, big video game guy, but comic-related, I downloaded the demo to the Wanted video game. And uh, it reminds me a little bit of the Stranglehold game that they, they did based on, like, there was the unofficial sequel to Hard Boiled, the John Woo movie. It's cool. The only level you can that I can play, that I can find, uh, maybe you guys have played it a little more, I played on a, a plane that's going down you have to fight your way to the cockpit to get parachutes and there's people shooting at you and you can shoot out the doors to suck a bunch of bad guys out and so that it's fine i don't think i've totally mastered the bullet time stuff where you can curve bullets like there are parts where you actually freeze once you hit a, a combination of buttons there's people hiding behind walls you can actually freeze and then curve the bullet you, you lose control of your guy, but you take control of the bullet. Like and the comic it. in the movie. Which is cool. I mean, I'm excited to see what the scores are when they come out, but it looks to me like something that you're not going to buy opening day, you might buy later when it becomes used. Um, so, Ian, I, I want you back when you're done, when Battlestar is done. we got to do that. Because you're the one who pushed us to see it. We, we're there. Three more hours of storytelling, we got a Galactica. Really quick. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm launching a new, uh, a new category on Geekscape starting this week. Um, oh, yeah. Due to popular demand from the publishers and the distributors of these said things, called Geekscape After Dark. What? What? what can we, how can we find it? What is this? Uh, you can find that on uh, Geekscape.net. Uh, it was that thing that we told already told them about. How remember how Hustler hit us up after they really liked. They want Bullet us Bibiani's to review. Paler. They loved our review of Who's Nailing Palin. They want us to review all their parodies. So okay. we got a, we got a Monsters. We got a Married with Children. 
we've got, I think, a Cosby. We've got all these hilarious porn, parodies. porn parodies coming up, reviewed by William Bibiani and the Geekscape crew. So keep this, your this eyes week, for that. we've got, uh, what is it? This it's, week, we've, we're starting off with a classic. We're starting off with Raw Hide. Oh, wow. There will be some Raw Hides at the end of this one. All right. Uh, so, guys, that's Geekscape. We have a website, geekscape.net. Also, if you want to befriend us, go to Facebook, search for Geekscape, join our group. You can meet Ian on there, talk to Ian, befriend Ian. Uh, annoy him. Uh, what about 16 year old Ian? How is he doing? Uh, they're good. <laughs> it was inaccurate, wasn't it? It was inaccurate telling? It was not accurate. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> so uh, that's it for this week, guys. Ian, thanks for coming in and talking Watchmen. I love Bye. that. Bye, buddies. We'll see you next week.